Hello and welcome back to the most interesting podcast in the world, Ooey Cooey. <laughs> Just kidding. Before we get started, I want to explain why I came up with the CUI life cycle in the first place and why it's important. I did not design the CUI life cycle as a data life cycle management framework, which would be a policy-based approach to managing the flow of an information systems data. I designed the CUI lifecycle to help companies write CUI policies and to design an effective and comprehensive program. If you're writing your CUI program from scratch, which let's face it, most of you are, and you take each step in the CUI lifecycle and write a policy and a corresponding procedure, you will cover every aspect of CUI. You will not go wrong if you break your policies and procedures into each of the lifecycle stages. And this is precisely why I designed the CUI lifecycle. This episode is all about the third step in the lifecycle, marking and labeling. At this point in the CUI lifecycle, you've created and designated information as CUI. Now you need to mark and label it. To give the most comprehensive coverage of marking and labeling, I've pulled up both the ISU and the DOD's CUI marking handbooks. If you want to pull them up so we can walk through this together, go ahead and hit pause and pull them up. DOD's CUI Awareness and Marking document is on the dodcui.mil website under Training, and the ISU's Marking Handbook is on the NARA website under CUI Resources. Before we jump right in, I do want to bring up some of the additional information that the DOD's resource has before it gets to marking. So the DOD wants you to be very clear um, in understanding that CUI is not a classification and should never be referred to it as classified as CUI. They say that a better way to phrase it is, quote, controlled as CUI. CUI is safeguarding for unclassified information. So it's not that CUI is a lower type of classification before you get to confidential and secret and top secret. It's that CUI has its own executive order and own implementing directives that are co-equal to the classification program. And another topic that DOD brings up in this document is FOUO versus CUI. If anyone spent any time in the DOD, you've probably seen a ton of documents marked FOUO, which stands for for official use only, and the marking used to be something like unclassified slash slash FOUO or for official use only. Um, But this marking document tells us that DOD's legacy FOUO marking was authorized to protect unclassified information that, quote, may be exempt from mandatory disclosure under the Freedom of Information Act, also known as FOIA. The CUI program developed a common marking system across federal agencies and created categories to capture the many types of unclassified information requiring safeguarding based on existing laws, regulations, and government-wide policies. So basically, um, what DOD is saying is that FOUO is not necessarily equivalent to um, CUI. Uh, It's not an automatic one-way swap. Some information previously marked as FOUO will qualify as CUI, but it's not automatic. I know this has been a debate uh, on the LinkedIn, and um, this is DOD taking a stance that FOUO is not necessarily CUI, but it could be. So if you see something marked as FOUO, at least give it a little bit of extra attention to determine if you think it is CUI. If you do think it is CUI, then you should mark and label and handle it appropriately. If you don't think it's CUI, this document that I'm reading from does not provide any guidance on what to do with the marking that's already on the page. But what Leslie would do, what I would do, and what I would advise my clients to do is to line through the old marking, the FOUO marking. If you're in a PDF document, you can create small redaction boxes that look like a line. And if you're in a Word document, you can pretty much just replace the header and footer and no one would be any wiser. 
If it's in a written format, um, you could take a black Sharpie and line through the old marking and then write in the new marking. If you have smaller devices like thumb drives or a CD, uh, again, you can mark through the um, old outdated marking and simply write unclass or a U if it's not big enough to write the whole unclassified word there. And really, this marking advice uh, applies to information that you deem to be CUI. So if it's marked as FOUO and you do determine that it is CUI, then uh, you should line through the old marking and definitely add the uh, proper CUI marking and labeling requirements um, as per all of this guidance that we're about to go through. Okay, let's get started. So there are a few mandatory markings that must be on every single CUI document. And those are for the DOD banners and footers. The ISOO only requires banners, which goes at the top, uh, but the DOD specifically requires banners and footers. Both agencies require a CUI designation indicator. Um, in the DOD, they call it an indicator block, and the ISU requires um, the agency and some additional information that are required by the person who designated. Um, but there is a standard form, it's an SF-901, and it's the CUI cover page, it's purple. Um, you don't have to buy them, you can go to my website, dodcui.com, and download a copy of it and print it on, and put it on the top of um, documents, but that provides the designation box that DOD requires, and it meets the intent um, of this requirement. So if you don't have room on a PDF or whatever document you're creating or using, you can always use this cover sheet to um, put all of that information that's required by both the ISU and the DOD for um, a designation box. So the designator box has five lines for the Department of Defense. Line one is the name of the DOD component. If this is identified in the letterhead or other standard indicator, this line may be omitted. Line two, the identity of the office creating the document. So it's the office that you work for or support. Line three would be the identification of all types of CUI contained in the document. And uh, this next line is in all capital letters, um, so I would footstomp here. Only use the DOD-approved category abbreviations and acronyms. Do not spell out the category. Um, the DOD-approved category abbreviations should align to the ISU um, acronyms. So if you're using the CUI registry, you should use only those um, acronyms that we pointed out in the last episode in this box. Line four is the distribution statement or LDC applicable to the document. So an LDC is a limiting dissemination control. We'll go over those um, in a little bit. Line five is the name and the phone number or the office mailbox for the originating DOD component. And the originating uh, DOD component would be, since this is DOD guidance, this guidance is meant for DOD employees, but you as a contractor, if you are a contractor listening to this, uh, I would put my point of contact information or maybe the project lead um, or somebody from your office who has originated this information. So if the information originated from DOD, DOD would put their originating DOD component. But if you are generating the CUI, put somebody from your company or your project who is responsible for um, overall for this information that's being generated. And the same thing goes for line one, where it asks for the DOD component. Um, and it says if this is identified in a letterhead or other standard indicator, this line may be omitted. So if you're creating something on a company letterhead or writing an official memo where it has the, the from box there, then you can admit line one. Otherwise, write your company name or your project officer some way that um, you can be identified as the 
the organization who has created and designated this information. The next topic in marking is portion marking. Both the ISU and the DOD make portion marking optional. I will say that portion marking is not optional if you are marking CUI in co-mingled documents. Co-mingling means mingling unclassified with classified information. So in the intelligence community and with classified material, you will always portion mark. So if CUI falls into, well, and unclassified information falls into classified documents, then it will always be portion marked. Uh, But on the unclassified side, portion marking is optional. However, if portion markings are applied, then all portions must be marked. Portions include subjects, titles, paragraphs, subparagraphs, bullet points, and sub-bullet points, headings, pictures, graphs, charts, maps, reference lists, etc. The only thing that will not be portion marked is the indicator block. The portions of the document that are CUI will be labeled as CUI in parentheses. The portions that are not considered CUI will have a U in parentheses before them. Do not include a U slash slash before CUI. That was something that we would do with FOUO. We would write U slash slash FOUO when we would portion mark those paragraphs, but the CUI program does not require that for portion marking. So you might be wondering, when do I throw a CUI portion marking in instead of a U for unclassified? So the entire paragraph does not need to be considered CUI for that paragraph to be marked as CUI. If any bit of information inside that paragraph is CUI, then that whole paragraph should be marked as CUI. So it doesn't mean that that whole paragraph somehow turns into CUI, but it means that this paragraph, the highest level of information contained in this paragraph is at the CUI level. It's controlled as CUI. It does not mean that the unclassified statements that you put in there alongside the CUI, it does not mean that that becomes CUI. It just means uh, it's alerting the reader to the um, information therein could be CUI, but it doesn't necessarily now make every part of that paragraph CUI. Portion marking, while it's not mandatory, is very helpful if you will ever be having to redact information to send out a document later, or if you want to have something for public release and you want to be able to pull something from an existing document, um, you will know pretty easily which paragraphs um, you have to parse through to pull out the the CUI, and you'll know which paragraphs are actually um, already unclassified. So it's easier on the back end if you portion mark. It's It's a... it's, a, it's work up front, I'm not going to lie. I wrote a classified thesis and I had to portion mark an entire 50-page thesis. Uh, so it is really annoying, but it is very, very helpful on the back end if you are going to redact or um, attempt to send it to somebody who's not authorized to handle CUI, you can take out that information. And I did that for two years uh, for the intelligence community. So portion marking when available is extremely helpful when redacting documents. And for anyone who's following along on those two documents that I said I have pulled up, I'm still in the DOD document. Um, I haven't really jumped into the ISU document. The ISU document jumps right into the technicality of banner markings. But DOD's document is more of a CUI awareness and then into marking. So DOD's awareness um, slides are actually pretty interesting. So I wanted to make sure to highlight um, that information before we jump into the really technical aspects of uh, banner 
construction. So the next topic um, in DOD slides, and I'm on slide 17 if anyone's actually following along out there, distribution statements. Um, Distribution statements kind of go hand in glove, sort of, with the LDCs, the limited dissemination controls. And I want to tell you why they're related. So as of March 6, 2020, DOD personnel will use the LDCs for new CUI documents and materials except for the export-controlled technical information, other scientific technical and engineering information, and controlled technical information, or CTI. So the distribution statements are legacy for almost all forms of CUI, except for these exceptions. So what is CUI export controlled technical information? Well, if you've been told that you handle ITAR or that your contract involves ITAR and you are dealing with technical information under that contract, then that is exactly what this is. CUI export control technical information falls under the international traffic and arms regulations. So DOD's guidance on LDCs, which is on page 18 of this DOD document. So LDCs facilitate control, secondary sharing, decontrol, and release without the need to repeatedly obtain approval or authorization from the controlling DOD office. They also identify the audience deemed to have an authorized lawful government purpose to use the CUI. So this statement is really important because CUI can be shared as long as it follows a a lawful government purpose. So if you're sharing CUI that is not in accordance with the LDC, then that person that you're trying to send it to is not an authorized holder and that is mishandling of CUI. So these LDCs are providing the guidelines for how you can properly share and handle that CUI. And the absence of an LDC on a document means that anyone with an authorized lawful government purpose is permitted to access that document. This does not imply that you can release it publicly. All CUI must go through a public release process in accordance with the DOD guidelines. Okay, jumping into the meat and potatoes of marking, which is banner markings. The DOD requires banners and footers. So uh, just make sure that if you are handling DOD CUI that you're marking it appropriately. And if you have other agency CUI, make sure that you're following their agency-specific guidance on CUI marking. The CUI control marking is mandatory for all CUI and may consist of either the word CONTROLLED in all capital letters or the acronym CUI. And this is at the designator's discretion. But whatever you use in the banner, you must also use in the footer. So you wouldn't have a header that says controlled and a footer that says CUI. You would write the same one at the top and at the bottom. In banner and footer markings, the CUI category is separated by a double forward slash from the CUI control marking. When including multiple CUI categories in the CUI banner marking, they must be separated by a single forward slash. When a document contains CUI specified, All CUI-specified categories must be included in the CUI banner and footer marking. So it's up to the agency if they want to mandate the requirement for headers and footers to include the category name um, with CUI basic. So the ISU says that this is optional with CUI basic. You can just write CUI or controlled, and they mandate that if it's CUI specified that the category must be included in the banner and footer. I want to talk a little bit about DOD's policy, the DODI 5200.48, dated March 6, 2020. On page 16, it says, During DOD's initial phased implementation of the CUI program, there is no required distinction that must be made between basic and specified CUI. 
So I understand that that is DOD's policy. However, the ISOO policy, which trumps the DOD policy, mandates that you must label CUI specified with the category and that you don't have to for basic. So I understand that DOD is mandating this, but I, Leslie, as a policy analyst, would take the ISOO's guidance and use that if at all possible. Since CUI specified categories are different from both CUI basic and also from each other, CUI specified must always be included in the CUI banner and footer. This is done to ensure that every authorized holder and end user who receives a document containing CUI specified knows that the document must be treated in a manner that differs from CUI basic. All CUI specified documents must include the category marking for all of the CUI specified contained in that document in the CUI banner and footer markings. This ensures that the first thing a user in receipt of that document sees is the CUI banner, letting them know that they have something other than just CUI basic and that they will have to meet any additional or alternative requirements for the CUI specified that they hold. To make sure that this is obvious that a category is specified, the marking SP is added to the front of it. So for example, if you have privacy information and it's CUI specified, the banner marking would read CUI forward slash forward slash SP dash PRVCY, all in capital letters. CUI specified markings must precede CUI basic markings where authorized for use by the agency head in the CUI banner. Uh, please always consult your agency CUI policy for guidance on the use of CUI basic categories or subcategory markings. CUI category markings must be alphabetized within the CUI type. So you alphabetize the basic and you alphabetize the specified. It's not totally alphabetized from A to Z. It's uh, specified then basic. Only limited dissemination control markings found in the CUI registry are authorized for use with CUI in the banner and footer. Limited dissemination control markings are separated from preceding sections of the CUI banner marking by a double forward slash. When a document contains multiple limited dissemination control markings, those limited dissemination control markings must be alphabetized and separated from each other with a single forward slash. When marking CUI specified in portion markings, you must write CUI forward slash forward slash, then the SP, than the approved acronym for that category of CUI specified. Moving on from banner markings, the ISU uh, asks for designation indicators. They say that all documents containing CUI must indicate the designator's agency. This may be accomplished through the use of letterhead, a signature block with agency, or the use of a, quote, controlled byline. Every effort should be made to identify a point of contact, branch, or division within an organization, and to include contact information. So just as a reminder, the DOD has that required CUI designation indicator block with very prescribed lines. The ISU's guidance is a little bit more vague. So make sure that you are following your agency-specific CUI marking guidelines when it comes to this designation indicator. So if you're marking a document that has multiple pages, makeup of the CUI banner marking for a multi-page document is essentially the sum of all of the CUI markings in that document. If any portion of the document contains CUI specified or limited dissemination control marking, then the CUI banner marking must reflect that. 
In addition to the banner markings, you may be required to add additional indicators per the authorities. Required indicators, including informational, warning, or dissemination statements, may be mandated by the law, federal regulations, or government-wide policies that make a specific item of information CUI. These indicators shall not be included in the CUI banner or portion markings, but they must appear in a manner readily apparent to authorized personnel and consistent with the requirements of the governing document. All of these banner marking guidelines I've pulled from the ISU document, and I want to jump back to the DOD document where they talk about warning statements. These warning statements on page 21 of the DOD guidance are those required indicators per authorities. So the ones that DOD has called out are the DOD UCNI, which stands for Unclassified Controlled Nuclear Information. They also talk about GeoInt LIMDIS, which is the geo-intelligence limited dissemination. Um, They also talk about the Privacy Act and export control warnings. So DOD is giving you that language in this DOD document. So make sure if any of these apply to you that you're copying verbatim and putting these on the first page of those documents that require these warnings. Jumping back to the ISU guidance, I want to talk about supplemental administrative markings. The ISU says that agencies may use supplemental administrative markings such as draft, deliberative, predecisional, provisional, etc., along with CUI to inform recipients of the non-final status of the documents only when such markings are created and defined in agency-specific policy. Supplemental administrative markings may not be used to control CUI and may not be commingled with or incorporated into the CUI banner marking or portion markings. Supplemental administrative markings may not duplicate any markings in the CUI registry. So if you look at the ISU guidance, if you go to page 21, you will see their examples of what is authorized. For the people who don't have this document pulled up in front of you, it looks like you may use a watermark, uh, such as a draft watermark that appears diagonally in large font um, behind the words on the page. It looks like you may also use a second line below the uh, CUI banner marking. Um, Again, this um, additional administrative indicators cannot go above the CUI marking. It must go below because that CUI banner marking must be the first thing on the page, but you may add a second line where you can describe something as provisional or pre-decisional in work, but do not put that information into the same line or before the CUI banner marking. And if you're marking a blank form that when it is filled out becomes CUI, um, you can write that um, underneath the controlled header. So the, the header would say CUI or controlled, and then the very next line would say when filled in, because there will be some cases where you're creating a form um, and it's totally blank. And if it's blank, it's not CUI. But once somebody starts filling out that form, for example, if it's requesting some PII, once they put that PII into the form, that form becomes CUI. So you need to um, be able to mark on the form, mark on that page so that it indicates when it's CUI, uh, only when it's filled in. So if it's a blank form, it shouldn't be controlled as CUI. And the use of CUI cover sheets is optional, except when required by agency policy. This is the ISU guidance. So the ISU, again, is acknowledging that agencies may require the use of cover sheets, but the ISU does not require the cover sheets. So when you're sending these CUI documents in an email, a banner marking must appear at the top portion of the email. In addition to the banner marking, an indicator must be included in the subject line to indicate that the email also contains CUI. Quote, contains CUI 
can appear in the subject line to alert recipients that CUI is present in the email. When forwarding or responding to email containing CUI, be sure to carry forward all applicable marking to the new email. If you're printing and storing CUI, you should be marking the container to indicate that it contains CUI. And if you are mailing CUI, yes, you are allowed to mail, ship and mail CUI. You should address packages that contain CUI for delivery only to a specific recipient. Do not put CUI markings on the outside of an envelope or packaging for mailing. Use in-transit automated tracking and accountability tools when possible. Agency heads must make sure that mailroom staff are trained on how to handle CUI to include reporting any misuse. And any area, including the mailroom that contains CUI, should um, have signage up to alert everyone that CUI is being processed in this area and that authorized personnel only are allowed in this space. Um, And your company should be escorting visitors into the space where CUI is being handled. And wrapping up this marking guidance from the ISU is how to mark electronic media devices. Things like USB sticks, hard drives, and CD-ROMs must be marked to alert holders to the presence of CUI stored in the device. Due to space constraints, it may not be possible to include the CUI category or limited dissemination control markings, but at a minimum, mark media with the CUI control marking, either controlled or just CUI, and the designating agency. Equipment such as laptops and servers can also be marked and labeled to indicate that CUI is stored on the device. And again, you can use a sticker. You do not have to purchase special stickers. You can literally print out labels from a label maker and write CUI or controlled um, or the specified categories if you know to that detail. But make sure that you're labeling the equipment and any sort of electronic media devices um, indicating users that CUI is processed on this device. Thank you so much for sticking it out with me on episode three of Ooey Cooey, where we focused on all things marking and labeling CUI. Our next episode is going to be the most exciting one yet, which is all about storing CUI. We'll dive into all things NIST 800-171 and touch on some aspects of the CMMC. 